Hello, I'm John, and this is In Orbit. Welcome to the podcast, one and all. If you're a returning orbiter, thanks for coming back. And if you're joining us for the first time, we're very glad you found us. Whatever the case may be, we're just glad you're all tuning in and staying in our orbit. And what a day you picked to listen. We've covered a lot of ground over the summer from inclusion and diversity to cybersecurity to project management and modularization to putting people back on the moon and beyond. It's exciting to think about how KBR people are making all of that happen, and those are just a few examples of the great things our people do. KBR has decades of experience and expertise in myriad areas, including bringing cutting-edge, first-of-their-kind technologies and solutions to market. Well, today, dear listeners, you get to hear about one of those new solutions. And with us to talk about it is Monica Normark, Director of Biofuels in KBR's Technology Business Unit, part of the broader Sustainable Technology Solutions business. Welcome to the podcast, Monica. Thank you, John, for having me today. It's an absolute pleasure. I've heard wonderful things. And also, uh, for any of our KBR people that are listening, this will be a nice teaser to when you speak with the community of interest coming up on, on a similar topic. Ah, I'm looking forward to do that. It's next week, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I th- yeah, I think it is next week. Well, before we get started in, in our conversation about solutions, why don't you tell us a little about yourself, your professional journey, and how you came to be part of the KBR team? Ah, okay. I, I will give you the honest truth here. Uh, I never saw myself as being an engineer and not a technical doctor either. I was not supposed to go into engineering, but... With some encouragement, I found my way, uh, and I'm so happy. Now I'm a chemical engineer. I'm a technical doctor in chemistry and been working with biofuels and pulp and paper industry in Sweden. So coming in, in contact with KBR, being approached to lead this biofuels technology portfolio was an honor and an uh, offer I couldn't say no to. It's so exciting to, to be in the KBR community and and the team and really see how we can make a difference here with our new offering in in saft that we will talk to a little bit today well on on behalf of the the whole kbr team i'm glad that the that serendipity worked in our favor and that you both got into engineering and ended up on uh the team of teams here yeah i mean i i i I was not even taking natural science in in high school Uh, so i have done a lot of studying and and was aiming for medicine or law, but now in chemical engineering, I found my place and I'm, I'm so happy to, to be here and, and hopefully I can contribute to, to the KBR team in my biofuels experience growing this. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, with more governments and countries decreasing reliance on fossil fuels in favor of more renewable forms of energy production, I, as you just said, this is an exciting time for KBR's technology business, which has a long history of delivering sustainable solutions such as biofuels. And I wonder, would would you mind giving our listeners sort of a crash course in what we mean when we talk about biofuel? Yeah, I mean, when we talk about biofuels, we're actually talking about circular carbon. It's carbon uh, from different sources. So now we're talking about carbon from biomass. 
during this transition from liner carbon economy to more circular carbon, it's it's what we are, what biofuel is all about. And I mean, nature is fantastic and already have engineered it so smart for us. So it's uh, about doing conversion of biomass residues, that is the leftovers that we don't utilize today. For example, sawdust from the sawmill industry, forest residues that I've been working a lot with, agricultural residues. So, I mean, lignocellulosic material is cellulose. And what is cellulose? It's abundant polymer in, that we have in nature. It's sugar. And uh, from that, you can build a lot of things. Uh, for example, alcohols, or you can do uh, a lot of other applications that we see now coming forward. So I would say it's, it's uh, utilizing what we have in a responsible way, of course, but more making more value of what we really have to in nature today. It had never occurred to me, and it's a fascinating thought to consider biofuel being circular. That's so interesting. I mean, I, I often got this question, but you will still emit carbon dioxide when you, for example, in sustainable aviation fuel, yes. I mean, if you, but it's all about the holistic view. It's the circle, the, the life cycle. So we, when we are introducing new technologies, we need to look into the whole picture, the value chain that we are introducing something that is sustainable. It needs to come from sustainable resource. It needs to be captured again as biomass is capturing carbon dioxide. We are utilizing, we are boring the, the carbon again, molecules. We are utilizing it back then in carbon emissions, but that will go back again uh, when the trees and, and other uh, plants will take up the CO2. And that is the circular system that we are looking for to reduce our, our overall carbon footprint. That's amazing. Well, obviously, we, we've discussed a little how you have extensive experience in biofuels technology space. How have you seen the landscape change over the past few years, particularly around the demand for these kinds of solutions? Um, I can, of course, speak from my background, uh, targeting pulp and paper industry, Growing up in Sweden and, and, and you know, Sweden, small country, but very heavy on the pulp and paper side and forestry management. And I would say a shift also happened there when you looked into what you more can do from, from fibers and, and, and residual streams. And, and I would say it's been a lot of movement and a lot of R&D, applied R&D, what you can do from, say, lignocellulosic biomass uh, into new materials. It can be everything from bioplastic, it could be biofuels, it could be UV sunscreen. Uh, but overall, I would say that the great shift here, if you compare from 2000, when I was starting, it's, it's the awareness. Um, I mean, I've been, you can look at the younger generation having three sons. I, I know I, heard, I can hear them speak what they're doing in school. They are such much more aware of the surrounding, the climate effects, uh, and that we need to do something. And we, and I think it starts to to impact a lot more now. Uh, so we see that also in, in, in different regions, countries, that the push 
is there. Everybody knows that we need to do something. Of course, we need to do it in a responsible way, but the urgency is there. So I would say that the awareness of the situation has been shifted a lot. Well, in uh, in concert with that, earlier this year, KBR announced it was launching a sustainable aviation fuel technology in alliance with Swedish biofuels. Uh, would you please tell us about this solution and the science behind it? Yes, uh, we call the platform developed by Swedish Biofuel for Pure SAF, and they are the the pioneers of the alcohol to jet pathway. And now KBR exclusively licensed this technology. And the, I would say the unique thing here is actually that the pure SAF technology, that the science behind it actually is, is differentiated since we can produce a fungible jet fuel, a renewable fungible jet fuel. And it started under DARPA uh, in the US. Uh, Interesting. So, yes. So Swedish Biofuel was funded by DARPA looking into uh, with the, the objective to see, can you do something from biomass to alcohol to jet fuel for 100% replacement drop-in fuel? They were very successful pr- producing the results, showing what could be done. So DARPA continued to fund them and they started in a, in a research program, a test program. And uh, that actually ended up then being now in the, the civil aviation, the ASTM uh, alcohol to jet pathway. But due to this unique feature of the, the jet fuel produced on the pure SAF, we actually can meet the military specification today because Swedish biofuel started with this 100% replacement. We know today we only have uh, blend stock for 50% of blending of sustainable aviation fuel. Mm. But this is something that we feel very, you know, we are proud that we can put this solution now in the market. And that can really enhance the, the transition that we need for aviation fuel. Yeah, it sounds like an absolute game changer with significant uh, implications on emissions reduction. So, so how does that translate then to some the aviation industry, for example? And then also, you know, we've mentioned that this was something born out of um, interest from DARPA. You know, why is this important for aviation in terms of reducing emissions? Yeah, I think global emission from aviation amounts to around 2%. I think the number is from 2022. Um, so, but we also see an increase from that now coming out from, from the pandemic that uh, we also have the, I would say, the military defense global emissions, that, that what they have. And I think that is also something we can't forget. And I know that the, the defense industry also looking to reduce their carbon footprint. So this is not something that will happen over a day. So, right. of course, I mean, just to give an example, I think it was in uh, some report last couple, two years ago. I mean, I think the... U.S. Uh, yes, the U.S. defense uh, in total amounts roughly the same number of, of CO2 emissions as the country of Peru. So I think we overall have a lot to do to do this transition. And what we are happy from KBR side is that we can be contribute with PureSAF and really make it a, a stepwise implementation 
with this renewable fungible jet fuel that also serves the military and give, allows them to start to reducing their carbon footprint uh, and also for the civil aviation. Yeah, it sounds like especially due to all of the work that KBR does with various governments around the world, that there would be massive implications for helping decarbonize in the defense sector. So it's, it would seem like lots of synergies there between the government solutions business and the sustainable technology solutions business there to, to kind of streamline uh, putting this out on the market. Yes, I agree with you uh, 100%. I think we we will listen in what they need and, and, and present what we can do today. And, and, and it's all about to understanding what, what would they need to feel comfortable and secure right. uh, in, in this product that we can produce. Because the, the new thing that, that will come um, under ASTM later this, this year, uh, since our partner got approved for alcohol to jet with a mixed alcohol feed, mm-hmm. but also with the option of having aromatics in the sustainable aviation fuel. Interesting. And that is the, the I would say the, the key milestone to reach this hundred percent drop in replacement fuel. Because you would need aromatics in the fuel today. And instead of having only being a blend stock, we can actually produce that directly from our platform. And and from a military spe- specification, you would need that in, in certain range and, and depending on what vehicles you will have and so on. But I think it's very important here how we can listen in, what can we do since we have this unique platform with, with Pure SAF and, and, and then start the discussion. Uh, we can offer this today. What do you need? We can tailor it. And, and the, the most important is now to, to scale, mm. to, to make this steel in the ground, producing the fuel, uh, uh, because that is what is needed now. And and this is what we, me and, and the team is, is doing in KBR. So in addition to scale and and being attentive to customer needs, what are the what are the next steps to enable widespread use of pure SAF? And I imagine that, that there are lots of regulatory hurdles that, that will have to be conquered. Um, could you speak to that as well? Yes. And I mean my background working with advanced biofuels for low blending, uh, I would say for heavy vehicles coming from a Swedish company that introduced E85 to, to the European market. It's a lot of regulatory, uh, you know, hurdles or the, the maybe the missing long-term regulations. Mm-hmm. If it's it continue to shift on, and, and it's uncertain what will come, then of course investors will, will sit tight and wait. Right. And 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 being going around globally, a lot of question is, of course, when it comes to sustainable aviation fuel, is if we invest in this, uh, what how, what will be the requirements for sustainable aviation fuel? Because it doesn't look uh, equal everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still, I mean, we have Europe, we have US coming out, out strong with with regulation and incentives and so on, but. Right. Other countries is also coming with SAF mandates, but I think still, uh, as as what is really important to try to align in a global, um, I would say push for this. That would be, I know that they they really try to do it, right. 
but but now we have it differentiated. I think it would be beneficial for the 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 really the growth of SAF to have more alignment because we will refuel. We will we will go with a f- uh, aircraft in from US. We will refuel somewhere else and so on. So, right, right. So it's global emission that we need to reduce overall. So I hope we can find more alignment on the regulatory basis. Absolutely. Well, before I let you go, is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, I mean, it's it's very exciting uh, times to, to be able to contribute with KBR together with our partner Swedish Biofuels to really see this growth of SAF coming. And it's not one silver bullet solution that we will need so many new plants coming online to, to mitigate the, the need for the volume that, that we need to, to mitigate the climate targets that we have. So I'm really looking forward to, to seeing some fuel coming out mm-hmm. from our platform. I think that's very, very important because we need to scale uh, and we can't wait anymore. So I think that the urgency to move is there. And I'm so happy to be able to support and, and proud of, of what we can contribute with for our sustainable solution. And I would also like to say in KBR, we have so broad capabilities in, in different technology areas. And that right. is something that really, I would say, is so important because it will be integrated here. It's it's not only about having the best technology. We have infrastructure needs to come to play in airports, in surrounding infrastructure. We need to have energy grid to, to be able to have the energy demand for us to scale up SAF or other uh, renewable energy systems. So I, I really think that we this is something important. How can we also contribute in, in that kind of area? Infrastructure, energy supply chain, everything from feedstock to, to final products. Absolutely. And I think KBR is very well positioned in that. Yeah, big opportunity to bring lots of different capabilities and areas of expertise uh, to, to scale this, what sounds like a very important solution. And uh, I'm, I'm very excited that, uh, that you're on the team that's, that's bringing it to bear. Yeah, I thank you. I mean, I, I'm very honored to, to be here and an amazing team in, in KBR. So really look forward to, to grow this business. Well, Dr. Normark, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much for being with us. And for any listeners that are interested, don't don't miss her next week for the community of interest discussion on this topic as well. Thanks again, Dr. Normark. Thank you, John, for having me. Well, it's just another example of how KBR is using its expertise to bring exciting and truly meaningful solutions to market that have the potential to be true game changers in the fight against climate change. We want to thank Dr. Monica Normark again for her time and speaking with us about Pure SAF. So exciting to hear about that technology. I also want to recognize my wonderful colleague, Lubna Salim, with our KBR Global Marketing Team for helping make this episode possible. If you're interested in learning more about the breadth of KBR's sustainable technologies, you can find out more at our website, kbr.com. And if you didn't know it, KBR also has a pretty awesome YouTube channel where you can watch a couple of excellent video series that highlight how KBR is empowering the global energy transition and meet some of the amazing people behind that. So be sure to check it out. If you like what you heard today or have an idea for an episode, or if you just want to say hello, send us an email at inorbit at kbr.com. And that, friends, is that for this episode. I want to thank you, our listeners, for spending part of your day with us today. 
and for keeping us in your orbit. Take care. Take care.